Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, everyone. This is Auntie Donahue. Really kicking it off. This is Nobody Cares. I am your host, my name was just said, if you didn't catch it. Um, I don't know. Look at, I guess, your podcast queue, and that should also be there. We have a special guest today. Every every guest is special. But this guest is so special that she'll bring joy to the hearts of strangers as well as to my personal heart and my son's personal heart, Alex being my son. Sarah Kunar. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Can you give me what before we begin? Yeah. Can you tell me what how what how would I introduce you in a professional setting? You're a you are an entrepreneur. Yep. But what how do you describe your job? Um when people talk about me, they say uh, former magazine editor who saw an opportunity with the rise of influencers and launched a influencer management agency. And that is correct, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I mean, I could try. I always am just like, I don't know, my friend Sarah, she like runs a business. Anyways, we're going to Yorkdale, bye. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. I'm about as deep as a puddle, so mm-hmm. this is exciting. Your topic. Yes. It is um, – oh, God, I mean, I don't even know where to begin. It's <laughs> – where if you were to say scale this between like the moon landing, um, the fall of the Berlin Wall, yeah, <laughs> uh, like this is mo- I'd say as monumental. This movement, this movement was monumental for me. It was like a, I had an identity crisis and I found myself in S Club Seven. <laughs> oh, don't stop, never give up, hold yeah. your head high. Yes, exactly. Reach for the top. So <laughs> this we came up with this like yesterday. Yeah, we came up with this yesterday. I had a whole other idea. And then I found a photo of myself in grade seven. Yeah. And I was full on Tina. Now, why don't you take our listeners? Because there mm-hmm. are some people here who are Alex's age. Um, yeah. He was just born. Yeah. I'm holding him right yeah. now in a baby Bjorn. Um, <laughs> what is S Club 7? Who were the members? And what is Tina? Okay. Um, so S Club 7 was put together by the same team that put together Spice Girls. And Spice Girls obviously meant a lot to us. Um, I was probably the most obsessed with them, but that wouldn't make sense for this podcast because everyone cares about the Spice Girls, whereas not as many care about S Club 7, at least not to the point that I did or identified with them well, to they the were point wrong, that I did. And they were idiots. So there were seven people. Mm-hmm. So the ladies were Joe, Rachel, Tina, and Hannah. Wow. I remembered that without having to look at their any faces. Their yeah. faces came into my mind yeah. as you said that. And then it was, let me think, Bradley, mm-hmm. John, yeah. and Paul. Correct. Yes. You oh got that. <laughs> look at me. Oh, my God. Everybody wanted to be a member of S Club 7. Yes. I mean, by everybody, I mean, like, you and I and maybe a handful of other people (laughs) that we've, like, we know and coerced into saying so. And so, yeah, that was kind of why people put together these groups. You would identify with one person. There'd be, like, someone who was, like, so, oh, my God, she's so Rachel. Like, she's, 
Joe, whatever. So it was like that with S Club 7. And I didn't really like – I knew about them. I thought they were cool. The songs were amazing. The dance numbers were awesome. But I didn't really like attach to them until like something went down at a party in grade 7. What went down? Exactly. I know you want to know. I desperately so, want to know. I'm like, I got butterflies in my I'm nervous. <laughs> I felt like I was at a party. Well, I was like, when now. I saw that picture of myself, I was transported. So <clears throat> I really loved bucket hats. And we we'll all get did. to that. But um, <laughs> and that's another episode. Yeah, and that's another episode. And that should be an entire podcast be, on why I love bucket hats. It's just an everyday new one, a new brand. Exactly. I had a gap one. Yeah. I had three. Ooh. I had a khaki one, I had a navy blue New York one, and I had a cow print one. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That is the most 90s thing I've ever heard. Yes. And so. I had someone come on to just talk about the 90s once. I know. So I know. And I was welcome. thinking about that and this, and it kind of all goes together. But um, so this guy, Aaron, so picture like Whippy, Ontario, the dead of the summer. So suburbs for all you American suburbs. folks. Suburbs. Very suburby. Um, his mom was really cool. So he, she let him have like girl and guy hangs, which is like, wasn't happening. And so this was like one of my first girl and guy hangs I was invited to. So I thought, okay, I need to look amazing. So I put on my cow print bucket hat with a matching cow print crossbody purse. Shit. I had a bob, which I put into two little buns on each side because I didn't really know how to style it. And I was really excited and went to this guy-girl hang at Aaron's house in his basement. So I get there thinking, like, I look incredible. But that wasn't really how everyone else was dressed there. All the girls were wearing crop tops, which very Britney Spears. Okay. And I was, you know. You were more, like, yeah, PG. I was different. they were, like, in mm-hmm. P- like the PG-13 I film. thought cow print was the next big thing. It was, Apparently, no one else agreed. So well, I, I would be already. No one was talking to me. You know, Were it you, was a thing. <laughs> OK, so you were alone. I was kind of alone. I, I knew a lot of people, but I wasn't one of the girls that all the guys were after. So I was just trying to, like, you know, dance a bit, do, you know, call some attention to myself. And then someone at the party was like, oh, my God, Sarah looks like Tina. And all of a sudden, I felt really, like, accepted and cool and cool. But I think what I remember, what really went down is everyone started laughing because oh. Tina was kind of the Howie. Yeah, she was very Club. Chris kirkpatrick Yeah, she yeah. wasn't the cool one. She wasn't the Rachel that everyone had a crush on. Or Joe who like had the Joe barbed was wire. Yeah, and Joe yeah. was like, did not give a shit. And you could not, I, I, I still can't really categorize Joe, but I know no. she had, I think it was a barbed wire tattoo where she had a tattoo. She was, yeah, exactly. She, she was really cool. She had the cool like haircut. She had blonde hair. Mm-hmm. And she was the lead singer. She was like. She could hit those notes. Yes, exactly. So Tina wasn't that. No, because Hannah was the cute one. Yeah. Hannah was the cute one. Hannah, yeah, exactly. So they're laughing at me, but I'm thinking, this is amazing. Tina's an amazing dancer. I think I'm an amazing dancer. So I started to, like, really get obsessed with her. Great. And obsessed with S Club. And I kept wanting to watch S Club and make sure that Tina was, like, doing better and better. So I really invested in in them that way. So that's kind of how it all went down. Tina kind of got you through the awkward phase of Tina got me through the awkward phase. Tweenhood. Um, yeah, because I, I, I couldn't I, – there wasn't a ton of girls who looked like me in, in the girl groups. Um, and Tina had that, I guess, that racially am, ambiguous look. So you didn't really know what she was. And I actually looked her up before I came here. And we still look alike. Yeah. Yeah. 
we totally look. I say, I'm like, oh my god, you're my sister. Yeah. So anyway, um, <laughs> she had the same haircut still. I mean, you could probably reach out to her at this point, and she I would be. She cool would respond. Yeah, I think so. Hundred percent for sure. Um, so that's basically how I became obsessed with them, and then I started watching the show, learning all the dance moves, the Tina moves, because Tina always had like a a cool kick in the music video she or did. some turn. She had to bring something into the party. Yeah. yeah. So that became that became my life and so that's really mm. interesting because I think nobody I know or knew took S Club seriously. No. It was I think because by the time they came out, so but or I know they came out in England earlier, but by the time they hit the mainstream here, mm. it's like 98ish. Yeah. And by that point, a lot of us had gotten disenfranchised with the Spice Girls. Yeah. We were angry cuz Jerry left. Yeah. And then you have like the boy bands, but NSYNC and Backstreet Boys were more for your like sexual awakening purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Although you- my personal one was Leo. I never really got out of the boy band. Oh, I love Leo too. But right? it was – I don't think any of the boys in S Club like you had a crush That's on. That's the thing. They were almost like um, very non-threatening. Yeah. Very non-threatening because like John was just like funny and lovely and Brad- – no, Bradley was funny. John yeah. was just like the – Total guy next door, yeah, blondie little guy, and then Brad was uh, sorry. Um, Paul was Paul, the one that I think people had because he had a thing with Hannah. No, I think he he had something. Mm. He was supposed to have been, I think, the hot one, but he shaved his head. Yeah, and I think when the you're bu- thirteen, the buzz cut was wasn't it cool? Not when no. you're thirteen. That's when you have the hair part in the middle still. Oh right, and the then Leo. you go to the yeah. Caesar, mm-hmm. and so it was like what? It, so they were very, they're not guys that you like put on your walls. No. At any stretch. They were, they were friends. But you mm-hmm. found solace, non-ironically yep. and earnestly, wow. in this very manufactured band mm-hmm. who, like, nobody – I still don't know what the S stands for. Right. Okay, we should Google that. Wow, that is like <laughs> – that was a – that's a – we had a silent moment We had a there. silent moment because we were both thinking. Did we were you, both thinking, what what could it be? But um, what did the music mean to you? Did it mean anything to you? Did you give a shit about the lyrics? I honestly – like I, I can sing two in a million top to bottom. That was a great song. But it was never about that. It was about watching Tina and being like, Tina, step out into the, into the light. Take the front – you know – do something like take away Joe's solo and you do it. I wanted her to like be really successful <laughs> and I wanted her to have like a storyline in the show. She never had a storyline in the show. No, and granted, I still don't think the show had storylines at all. No, it was mostly I think the the storyline of Hannah and Paul being a couple. Oh, which is so mismatched to me. Yeah. It almost him and Rachel. Yeah. But that's that's another podcast. Yeah, another, Rachel had to stay single because she was every guy's dream girl. That every guy did think Rachel was very hot yes. in my grade eight class mm-hmm. and grade nine. Yeah, I remember that when the first album because there were two albums that came out, mm-hmm. and the first album um, was not the S Club. That was the second album, I think. Okay, I have I have it written down. This is so Donahue. amazing. I think I have it written down. Give me the first. Maybe I don't. Oh my god. But listen, listen, it doesn't even matter. Look and listen. Listen. <laughs> listen to S Club is what we're it's saying. Just, they had a first and second album. I think that one of them was like a number one album. Yeah, it was very popular. Well, there was like S Club Party. Yes. And there was um, – they had like – so what they would do is I found they basically followed the Spice Girls lead. Mm-hmm. So each album would come out with like a pop song that yeah. everyone like jammed to and loved. And then they had like the – the ballad. two in a million was like a two become one. Yes. And then there was the mm-hmm. other one that was like, I never had a dream come true. Yes. That was, I loved that song. Which they recently re-recorded and released for charity this Christmas. 
Merry Christmas to you, Sarah yes. Gunnar. Yes, I know. Um, which is funny because I, I, <laughs> I watched the YouTube video because Tina is part of the, the reunion group S Club 3. So oh, I was like, that's yes, the worst Tina. thing ever. I'm so sorry. She's also 41 years old. She's so just 41? She was the oldest one. I know. I know. Um, okay. So they re-recorded it and they, they – but I don't think they re-recorded it because I watched a YouTube video of them performing it like at Christmas time. And Joe, it's like Joe, Tina, and Bradley are the group now. Sure. And Joe's singing and then they have like the background vocals, which still sounds like seven people, but only Tina's – only Tina was singing. Oh. So it's like seven people, but it's all coming out of Tina's mouth. So like a bit is, of a novelty. It was. So I think they just kept the same recording and performed it and just sang over it. But Tina held it down. Now, were yeah. you like very – like were you public about your love of Tina in S Club 7? I don't think so because if – I think it was like a joke to everybody else at my school. Okay. I don't think they thought that like I was like really flattered that they called me Tina. I think it was meant to be like – Ugh, you're Tina, like you're Howie or you're Chris Kirkpatrick. Oh, you can like imagine. Can yeah. <laughs> and so um, – The other one. You're the other one. Can I tell you a Howie story? Can we divert? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I was in like first or second year university and the Backstreet Boys – I was in Ottawa and I was out at a club in, in Quebec and I'm dancing. Nobody can see this, but I'm dancing how I danced. She's dancing um, right now. And it's very erotic. Howie shows up. <gasps> Alone? He, no, he came with, like, uh, one of the, like, radio hosts oh. there and then, like, one of his opening acts. And they, like, show up and they walk to the <laughs> they walk to the back of the club. And I'm like, this is my time to shine. Because I was obsessed with the Backstreet Boys. Okay. I wasn't obsessed with Howie, but I'm like, I'll take No I'm one gonna... was, including his mother and yeah. probably yeah. wife now. Well, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so I'm like, okay, really dance. Like, really, really dance. So I'm like dancing, dancing, gyrating as hard as I could. Oh, my God. And then someone like a bouncer came down and was like approached me and was like can you come with me and they took me over to meet Howie <gasps> Howie DeRoe yes and then we like chatted it up but I was like barely 18 at that point I was like I was 18 probably Wait. just on the nose oh god and um and so <laughs> um they were like come back with us hang out with us and I knew probably not I was I was a good Girl, I mean, not that we shame here, and we I also like that wasn't my that wasn't my dream. You did not want to bone Howie, but I. But the fact that like Howie like called me over was like one of the most amazing things ever for like the person who grew up loving Backstreet Boys. And then like the next week, I was like dancing at the same club, and the radio guy came back and he was like, "You know what Howie said about you?" I was like, "What? You were the girl that got away." <laughs> Oh my god! I doubt any of that was real, but I but I will never and stop telling he, that story. That don't you dare stop no, telling that story. I, I was, yeah. And then he he whispered, "Tina, I love your work." And you did not imagine the myth. he thought I was Tina. That's a fanfic. <laughs> I will be writing later, yeah. my friend. Yeah. Okay, we're pausing for commercial because I pay attention to how the time works. So hold up, we'll be right back. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. And now we're back. Wasn't that a nice commercial? That was beautiful. Everybody felt really emotionally mm-hmm. charged because of it. So after mm-hmm. you seduced Howie. Okay, yeah. That um, was a side. That and this side. is, and as the mother of his children, yeah. I mean, it's so <laughs> nice to have you here and have you talking yeah. and like, mm-hmm. I'm still your friend. I can't believe I haven't met him, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, you're the one that got away. Yeah. He cried a lot in the Backstreet Boys documentary. <laughs> I won't forget it and I won't let you forget it. <sighs> What's interesting though is I find that now that we are grownups, because I'm 32 and you're yeah. 32 as well, right? Yeah. I think there's this like, we're kind of reevaluating all the music we used to listen to as kids. So like BSB and NSYNC and Spice Girls have this new kind of currency where we're all like, oh, they were good. Like mm-hmm. All Saints, all of it. And oh, all we haven't seen that with S Club 7, which is very interesting because they did the exact same as every single one. Mm-hmm. But there's still such a punchline in Guilty Pleasure. Yeah, they were a guilty pleasure. I don't think they had like – Joe was really talented I think. Yeah, and- she could sing. And nobody else really had a career after that. I think a lot of them went into like plays or acting or, you know, things like that. But I don't know. I think they were – maybe they didn't come at the – maybe because they were like after the fact mm-hmm. that They're they like weren't – Grouped into O-Town. They were grouped, which I also loved. Look I just – Dreams is bananas. Yeah. Oh, my God. And um, <laughs> let's go down that road. Um, <laughs> That's another podcast. And I think that their TV show was like a joke – That's how it felt. Like it would be – I feel like sometimes the S Club 7 song would come on at like a school dance. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm thinking I've never had a dream come true. And you'd be torn because I think a lot of us liked the song. Yeah. And it's like emotionally – it's cute. It's like a lovely little ballad. Mm -hmm. And then – but you didn't rush to dance with the guy you liked because you were embarrassed about the song. Whereas like 90 degrees you could like group into the same – like all those guys, you're like, well, these are boy bands and I like them because I like guys and I'm a girl that mm-hmm. likes guys. So here we go. But as club, you're like, well, I'm too old for the Spice Girls and All Saints have gone. And now Destiny's Child and like cool band, like cool acts are here. So I don't know where you guys fit. So it's easier mm-hmm. to laugh at this. Yeah. And then even now, though, like if you watch the television show, I remember like you didn't tell people you watched a show or you did as like a weird quirk, like when you're trying to be quirky mm-hmm. and you're like, I love that show. And then people are either like, okay, weirdo. Or they're like, oh, she can though. She's cool. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was definitely like, it was supposed to be like a children's sitcom. Was it? What, was it? Yes. Okay. S Club 7 was definitely like created for kids. I don't think it was ever meant for like – I think we were going into high school mm-hmm. and so it wasn't really – we were almost like too old for S Club 7. 100%. It was meant to be like almost like a kid's thing. Yeah. So and I think that's why maybe the, maybe the generation after us thought they were real musicians. But I think we knew that it was a joke and I think they knew it was a joke. Yeah, I mean, there. did you ever see the Simpsons episode where a band called Hooray for Everything plays and it's like they say nothing, but it's like they're just these – it's like guys and girls and they dance and they and they sing just like – like they have no actual <laughs> lyrics. This – it almost reminds me of Hooray for Everything because their lyrics are not at all sexual Mm-mm. in any way. They're very, very devoid of that. They're almost devoid of emotion. They're very like, you got it. Go get them. Like, you can do it. Yeah. It was almost like the new, like all these positive people now. Yeah. Would love S Club 7 if they came out. 
people who love mindfulness would be like, <laughs> Ooh, oh, my God, hold your head high and reach for the top. I can do it. That's a good angle for them. They tried to come back. Um, yeah, I think after what do you do after S Club 7? Like you were in S Club 7. Now, what is your life? You know, Paul leaves, ruins it for everybody. Yeah, Paul did ruin it for everyone. I hated Paul, actually. He was I hated too, Paul. He was I, too masculine for me. I was 13. He yeah. scared me. It's there like, was something Kevin. about him that I was like, nope, not, it, not for me. He's too much of a man. Yeah, and he – have you seen him now? Is he handsome? Mm. I, we're going to say <laughs> – We're going to say – We're going to say that you're not attracted to him. He looks like a wonderful – uh, like aging, an aging man. He looks like an aging. He looks like just a man that I walked by on the street that I would have never known was in S Club Seven. So you would like a, never like know. a dad, like a d- pure dad. He just screams dad. Salt and pepper. Really, yeah. hair still shaved? No, he's got the f- he's got like long, like slicked back type oh, deal. I mean, I wouldn't recommend that to anybody, really. Yeah. Uh, so but he went like on a downward spiral after. Did he? Well, but he was the reason they broke up. And then when they got back, he was like one of the people who wanted them to get back together because he was hurting for money. Well, too fucking bad, Paul. Yeah. He ruined it. He was hurting for money. And then he became like – it was a big news story I think this year. And that's why like S Club keeps popping up this year. Because they rule. They rule. But he made news this year because he sold his Brit Award. I money. remember yes, this. I know. This is what all came like rushing back to me. Oh my God, Paul. Mm-hmm. He got a lot of flack for that. Because um, it's weird. It's yeah, weird like you just do. that. But he was like totally broke. And they like, I think one of the um, news or like morning shows in the UK had him on and they had to like buy him clothes. He couldn't even afford his own clothes. Where to go did on his TV. money go? His money went – okay, I'm hoping I get this right. But I think his money – he had a back injury. And oh. so I don't know. Went to like lawyers. I don't know. He oh, was explaining okay. on this thing. I didn't really pay that much attention because it was a while, probably a couple months ago. But um, he got injured, couldn't work, had to sue whoever injured him. Money went to that, blah, blah, blah. But um, he was saying actually – it just I just remembered in that interview that when they got back together in 2014, when nobody wanted them, the 90s weren't cool then, um, he said they would have done more, but he got offered the Rocky Horror Picture Show for like a lot of money. And so he was like, I have to – I need money. So he left them again. He did the whole – he got them all back together and then left them again. Paul is – he is cruel. He ruined S Club. Let's just okay. This is getting really heated. Let's, well, we have a special guest, Paul. If you could come in now, no, I'm hi, just, Paul. Hi, Paul. Everyone, welcome, Paul. The podcast. Um, I'm paying. I'm paying him. <laughs> just I know. Kidding. I feel I like I'm, I have a lot of resentment towards Paul that I need to really figure out, dig deep, and why that I have that. I but, remember um, resenting him as a teen and tween because he always wore muscle shirts. Like Bradley could pull them off because he looked like – He looked amazing. He looked amazing. <laughs> but Paul always kind of looked a bit like dad. So I remember being like, who do you – like what are you doing? Why do you – why are you 45? Oh, yeah. He was like – it's like Kevin and who's old and insane? Joey. Where I'm like, what are you doing yeah, here? No. Go Joey, Imagine Joey walked in here with his sleeves off now. <laughs> okay, honestly, can I be real in this podcast? I kind room? of love him, though. Oh, I, well, now I think he would just be like such a funny dream to hang out with. But I, I almost hate 
sleeveless shirts on like most dudes unless mm-hmm. you're like doing something athletic. Like if you're at the gym, go for mm-hmm. it. But like can we just tailor an ensemble please? <laughs> and that's why like John because he dressed so well. Yes. He was a smart dresser. John looks exactly the of same. Of course he, he does. He didn't age a day. I don't know what he's you done. You know he takes care of his he face. He takes care. He looks like someone who takes care. Like yeah. where you're just like I can tell by your haircut mm-hmm. that you pay attention. And he moisturizes. He his skin moisturizes. was always dewy. Mm-hmm. Always dewy. <laughs> I loved him, but I also found him so non-threatening that I was like, but I'm not attracted to you. Yes. No, no. Which is fine. There was none, I think none cr- of that. No, I think my crush Bradley, was more Bradley. Yeah. Yeah. Bradley had swagger. And he, yes. I don't even think he sang. I don't – he did sing some things. Yeah. He had like a lower voice. Okay. And he was – you know what it was about Bradley? He was just like – he seemed like someone – He was jovial. As Yeah. And as a tween, <laughs> that's what you want. A funny yeah. dude. A funny Who friend. hangs out with you. Oh. Yeah, like a funny friend and then you know you fall in love in like two years. Yes. Over the course of time. I would have. I would have. And then Bradley. S Club ended. Mm-hmm. So, okay. At what point though – getting back to your personal obsession. Yes. My personal. So you're riding the wave. You are mm-hmm. living that teen lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, you have a lot of bucket hats, mm-hmm. tons. You own the CDs. I You've own memorized all of them. lyrics. I've cracked the cases because I've held them in my hands so long. You and feel tightly. close to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Okay, at what point did you start to stop giving a shit? Probably, I would say Destiny's Child. Yeah, they. Yeah, I understand. When you mentioned that before, I was like, "That's where it ended mm-hmm. for me." And I think I started to really get into the R&B. And as you should because mm-hmm. that era – because then that's when like Missy Elliott started. Yeah. And, and like, then S Club was not cool anymore. No, because I – maybe this is me projecting. Mm-hmm. But they were so positive. Yeah. And where you had like – when you think about like Missy Elliott, like one minute man or you think mm-hmm. about like Lil Kim, like very sex positive. And mm-hmm. then you think about like even Maya and then Destiny's Child. And yeah. like you have all these women who are singing about like you're like they're powerful mm-hmm. and they're injecting that power into you, but it's not under like hooray for everything banner. Yeah. It's and, like And Maya replaced Tina because my so my background is East Indian and Italian. Mm-hmm. And Maya was West Indian and Italian. Oh. And so I was I found Tina to be the girl that I was like, okay, that's me. I'm I identify with you. And then when Maya came on the scene in in grade nine, I was like, oh, that's me now. So then I started to identify with Maya and then it turned into Alicia Keys, who is half Italian. So anyone who had like a mixed background, I would like be like, you're me. I had to find myself in someone, which is really like when you think about how important representation is, like Mm -hmm. that's insanely important because I was like had an identity crisis because there was another Italian Indian and, you know, 100 miles that I knew. Mm -hmm. And so I would try and find someone who was a little bit similar to me and then obsess with them. So then Maya came out and I started to wear my hair curly because I, she wore her hair curly and I started dancing like her instead of Tina and then she became my world. So I think that at that point was when I left S Club behind and I was like, okay, Tina, you, you, you're good from here. She was 49 <laughs> and she had it under control. Can you believe she's 41? I can't. But at the same time, I'm like, wow, that's so old. And then I'm like, wait, though, I'm turning 33 this year. We'll be 41 before we know it. I know. And that's why I'm like, well, you were probably like in your early 20s. It's like how – was Jerry Halliwell the oldest Spice Girl? She was. definitely. And now she's in her like Mm -hmm. mid-40s. Yeah. And it's like – at first you're like, can you believe that? And Mm -hmm. on the other end of the spectrum, you're like, 
Yeah, I can actually. Because I'm also old. She was 26 yeah. in 1997. I think because we still think we're 13. So it's like, whoa. But now we're like, oh, no, we're not. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. There are like – that's interesting that you said that about like trying to find yourself though mm-hmm. and everything because I think groups – first of all, you're 100% right. Representation matters. Mm-hmm. So step up your game every industry, please yeah. and thank you. <laughs> and number two, I think that's why in our tween years – we adhe- like we clung to these groups with like every distinct personalities, mm-hmm. distinct like styles, everything because you don't know who you are, you don't know who you want to be, right? So you're like you, yes, you are a person that's famous, so you must not be a fuck up. Mm-hmm. I should be like you, yeah. And then that is easier if you're a fucking white person, mm-hmm. but you, oh, you have so many choices. Yeah, I was oh, um with the Spice Girls. Who were you? Who did you play? Okay, mm-hmm. um, well, I did not have enough friends to be. <laughs> Let's be to have a full. I did not. I had our best friend Lindsay, and we had a Spice Girls fan club that I enforced, and Mm -hmm. it was just me because she did not participate. Um, And we bought like all the scrap. Like I was obsessed because I wanted to be baby because every guy thought baby was so hot. Yes, and I was like, "You're young," and um, I had been blonde as a kid, so Mm -hmm. I'm like, "I am blonde. I'm not blonde." But I was – I really, 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 really wanted to be cute. Yes. And I wanted to be, like, adorable mm-hmm. and I wanted – but yet sexy in that way that, like, men tend to infantilize. Yeah. So I remember, like, hearing the guys I, like, talk about Baby and how hot she was. And I was like, I want to be Baby. And she also was just so cute. She always had lollipops and I – was 12 and awkward and like you're weird looking when you're 12 and 13. You don't know how to dress. You're kind of a mess all over – like you're a disaster. And then I remember getting a posh doll. I had a baby doll, which I gave away like when I was 15. So I'm like, I don't need these. I'm an idiot. (laughs) I got a posh doll and was like, oh, she's like chic and not really understanding what it was about posh that I admired so much. Mm -hmm. And then it turns out that I think it's like – she knows exactly who she is and she's not jumping into your fucking lake and she's not going to your shitty party and she is wearing her little Gucci dress and you can fuck off. Yeah. What about I you? I was posh too. Were you posh from the get-go? I was posh from the get-go because it's just how it worked out for my friends. So I had a friend who was super sporty. Mm. So that was an obvious. We had a blonde friend. We had a spicy kind of ginger friend. Um, she had like red streaks at the time. So she was obviously ginger. And then – our scary spice just she she was she was like in my position where she was just had to be scary spice because of the color of her skin. So it was like, okay, well that's really the way it was in Whitby, Ontario in that time. So um I was posh because I was the only one left and it kind of, you know, I liked her. I thought she was amazing. And I think she actually made me cooler than I was because I started to like again pretend to be her. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I think that's where I, my Bob came from. Of course. But, like, the bob didn't look like posh. She had, an, like, sleeker hair. Yeah, like Vidal Sassoon. Yeah, I yeah. didn't have that type of bob. I had a Tina bob. Well, we were kids, mm-hmm. yeah. so you don't know how to do your hair. No. So that's that's basically how that went. But um, I was so obsessed. I had their stickers. So the dollar store used Same. to have the stickers, so I had the books. Mm-hmm. And then you could buy, like, photos of them. Oh, the I, had, the, I okay. had both of those. Yeah, so we, we went all in on the Spice Girls. If you were to look at, like, fandom as yeah. graduation so like that would have been maybe your elementary school yeah and then s club was your middle school yeah and then destiny's child and maya mm-hmm. would be your high school right because s club is like less personality traits mm-hmm. and more i'd say aesthetic mm-hmm. likelinesses because i can't tell you a thing about their personalities 
No. Yeah, I tried to think about it. And Other than Bradley like, probably because had the we, most. Because yeah, we loved him. Because we loved him. And yeah. he was cool. And he was like – but yeah, no. Hannah was kind of the baby of the group. Yeah. Can I also give you an update on Hannah? I'd love that. She was in the news for a botched boob job. <gasps> but like not what you think. Not what you think. Not like what's her name from – American Pie botched boob job. What like was it? Something it was, just went wrong. So she literally like got sick. So no. she got a boob job, and then she started to get like anxiety, memory loss, hair loss, and like she went to every doctor. People called her crazy. They put her on like on pills and all this stuff, and then they found out she went to like America to a doctor in America, and they're like, "You're." Boobs are literally poisoning you. The silicone mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Yeah. That, oh, no. I know. That, is she okay? Hannah is okay. She got them removed and she's been doing a press tour ever since about warning people about oh, good. plastic surgery. Yeah, save so, people. Hannah. That sucks. All she wanted like, was like – everyone she was so, probably so psyched. <laughs> she was so psyched about getting boobs and – what. I don't understand because I thought, you know, it's so funny. You look at these people and you idolize them and she was the pretty one that everyone wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And to think that they would want to change anything about themselves is insane. But that's really, really, yeah, sad. And common. We all, I mean, and also common. if you want to get a boob job, do it. Do it. Yeah. But I have some friends who are thrilled with their boobs. But it's oh, just excellent. like, yeah. Like, my God, check what's going on. If you like maybe get an allergy to, I don't know, like – yeah. Just take all the steps. Just be as healthy as you can so that your boobs are just like living their truth. My yeah. God. I know. Poor Hannah though. That sucks. Poor Hannah. She did not deserve that. She didn't. She's no. not dead though. I'm talking she's, like she's passed away. Yeah. She's Hannah, alive and don't well. This. She's alive and well and teaching people things. Bless Hannah. Okay. I have There's rapid life fire. After There's S-Club. life after S Club. Mm-hmm. That is what this podcast title will be called. Just yeah. kidding. It will be called S Club 7 with Sarah cool. Gunnar. But yeah. whatever. <laughs> I have some rapid fire questions oh, for you. I'm scared. Okay. Okay. Um, looking back, mm-hmm. forgetting all of your history with them, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, what, like, just favorite member, hands down, like now as an adult, who would you identify as your favorite member? You know what? Okay, Tina, obviously, I had that, but I love Joe. Joe's still trucking, and she's still the lead singer, and she's still like a powerful boss lady. And speaking of Paul, he apparently said in the media that she bullied him out of the reunion. But, like, good for her. Yeah, he go ruined Joe. everything. Yeah. So I think Joe's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Me yeah. too. I think Joe's And I cool. want to be in the front. So. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I was so jealous of her hair because when I flat ironed mine, it would just, like, it was the Conair steam. Yeah. Fly. It was awful. It was like, your Bob, my weird shag haircut. <laughs> Together, we would have really made a team. Yeah. Um, favorite S Club song? Um, two in a million. That's what that was my favorite. Okay, excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite signature dance move of the gang. Um, they did this thing where, like, if you put your palms flat and like down, mm-hmm. and they did this this thing with like, your shoulders, with your moving. shoulders moving up and down, and it's like you're patting two dogs on either side of you. They did do that a lot. Yeah, they did that. Okay, I don't know cool. why they did that because it's not a, it's not a dance. <laughs> I think they did it so we could think that we were dancing. Yeah, I, I think, think it was easy enough for Paul. Let's just Paul. trash Paul. Today. Yeah, fuck Paul. He's gonna. Wa- uh, he probably will listen. to That's this. the thing. Sorry, Paul, but you're kind of being you're being a buzzkill, and I feel bad. And I hope you found a way to earn money. You know what? Go get some cash, but also get it together and stop. Yeah, ditching the group. Yeah. It's not that hard. Okay, 
my God. Anyways, <laughs> I should start crying. He really is going to tweet me after this. He is right? going to be yeah. like, you are the one that got away. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Howie Jarreau and him are hanging out right now. Oh my God. It's going to be really awesome. Oh my God. Oh, my God. Imagine all the, like, odd ones <laughs> made a group. I wonder if it would be good. I think it would. I actually think it would be well, really good. Well, they had to good. try so hard because everyone. Wait, didn't they do that? The reject? Didn't they? Reject? Didn't there was like a boy band that was like one person from 98 Degrees, one from something. Didn't they do That's that? That's just like what we do talking about okay. on our own time. We that just, was just my, that was a dream I It was had a dream. Night. It's like <laughs> filling in the Nick Lachey tattoo. Okay. Of, cool. Uh-huh. Um, okay. If you could explain like. There are young people listening to this, right. I think, at this point. I don't know. It's don't know. <laughs> What month is this? August? The demo is 50 plus. The demo, yeah. They're like, yay. Um, the young people have left. They do not care. <laughs> but if there is one young person left listening, okay. why should they care or listen to S Club 7? Oh, goodness me. Um, Talk to Alex. He's he's my son and I he's mean, little. After listening to this, aren't you, don't you just want to go home and listen to all of their songs? Okay, honestly, the songs aren't terrible. They're not bad. And they're great if you – yeah, I don't really know why. I think it was so timely. I guess – oh, here it is. For the fashion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're very the like fashion, cargo shorts and tank top. If you go top. back into their, into their archives of their music videos, it's so on point with what's going down these days. So mm-hmm. if you are a current young person who's shopping at Urban Outfitters, most of what you're shopping for was worn by S Club 7. Oh. So if you're looking for some inspo for your Pinterest board, do young people do that? Do you young people use I don't, Pinterest? probably. 50 I don't. plus. Yeah. Um, then do that because you'll find some amazing stuff. And the songs are timeless. They actually are. Listen, Never mm. Had a Dream Come True. I put yep. that on repeat one day in yep. my family office. Did you all start crying the computer room? No, I had the door closed because I was very upset about a boy. And I just played it over and over until my dad was like, stop, turn your music off. We hate this. And I was like, you don't get it. That's a really sad song. Never had a dream come true. Like, think about those words. It's so – also, he was not (laughs) a dream. This boy was a nightmare. Yeah, no. But at the time, I'm like, this is how it begins, though, Mm. our love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, gr- bless. I hear he's getting married now. So, so congratulations. Great. I'm going to crash the wedding with a boombox <laughs> holding that up. <laughs> oh, my God. And please. He's going to be like, do it. What the fuck? I don't know this song. I'll be like, I do. <laughs> and then you guys who are listening come from behind like a nice West Side story. Oh, yeah, I, ruin the I wedding. will come with you. Thank you. I don't want to marry him. I just want him to know. Just ruin his wedding. I just want to ruin his wedding. Like he ruined many years of my high school yeah. existence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alex is like, she's Machiavellian. One tear. It's okay. Listen, everything is fine. Okay, now this mm-hmm. is where you tell the internet where to find you. Um, at Sarah with no H, S-A-R-A-K-O-O-N-A-R on pretty much everything. True. Yeah, Instagram, Twitter. All of that? All of it. Mm -hmm. And then what do you have coming up? Anything that you want to like – I mean this will air slash is airing in August. I'm sure what I'll be doing is walking my dog on King West. So please wave at me. Yay. You have a dog named Joey and he also has an Instagram account. He's Joey the Frenchie on Instagram and is way cooler than me. He's very popular. Yeah. It's fine. He would be a Bradley. <laughs> he would be, he's such a Bradley. Everybody he would totally loves him. be a Bradley. Oh my god, he is mm-hmm. definitely not a Paul. No, God. 
Hit car- uh, like truly, Paul is listening, and we yeah. did ruin his day. And I apologize, but maybe no, this Paul. Is like, we were just joking. We're two jokesters. Didn't they get like six hundred thousand for that Brit Award? Though, like he got money for he it. He got money for it. But let me tell you, when you're in a seven piece band and you've got you know tour managers and this and that to pay, you're not taking home a lot of money. I think they ended. I think like every other band, they had to sue their management at some point. <sighs> Woof. Well, yeah, that's true. Lou Pearlman. Yeah. Think about a reunion tour. You don't even have – no one cares about you. Yeah. And now you have to put seven people up in a hotel. Like it's it's not a it's not a viable business. No. I <laughs> Like so get out, musicians, yeah. um, and if, get a Don't job do a, a seven p- – yeah, that's why it's S Club 3 now because that's – it's more cost efficient. It is much more cost mm. efficient. Joe has a suite, I hope, because she deserves it. She deserves it. 100%. And yeah. Bradley. And Bradley. And Hannah. And Tina. Tina's in S Club 3. And Let's Tina. just say Tina – you're amazing. And like wherever Rachel is good luck. And I hear John, I think John does musicals, which is yes, like, which go is for correct it. Correct. And for like, him. I, thank you. He was so jazz handsy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was musical theater to yeah. tea, which is a treat. And he looks amazing. And uh, I hope to meet him one yeah, day. Yeah. If John, if you're listening, <laughs> I mean, you, I thought you were cute. So you can just, <laughs> just let me know what you think and we can hang out and um, we can dance to the slow songs of your band. Yay! Yay! Okay, well, this has been Nobody Cares Except For Me. I am your host, Auntie Donahue. If you go to nobodycares.ca, nobodycarespodcast.ca, you can tell me what you care about and nobody else does. And then I'll read it on on this thing that we have called the podcast. I don't know where I am. I got very distracted by the coffee that's in front of me. So do that. Um, in the meantime, you can find me at Auntie Donahue on Twitter and Instagram and And until next week, bye. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, head eyebrow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.